0: Hello and welcome to this week's Therapy For Me. And it's taken on a bit of a seasonal uh, feel because um, Christmas figures into quite a few of the things I've been thinking about this week, along with thoughts towards the future and hopes for the future and also things still to be resolved before the end of the year. Um, So without any further ado, let's uh, let's have a little bit of twangy guitar uh, and delve right in. (laughs) What's been a first has been having uh, the Christmas list from a teenager. And so we're still in the place where a Christmas list is being written by both of the boys. But obviously it's a different kind of event with the eight year old as it is with the 13 year old. And it's been quite interesting how massively the teenage Christmas list has altered from the one that we got last year. Um first and foremost it's been done on a shared note on uh, on his iPhone so it's very functional in that respect uh and and you know the efficiencies are are, are there it does seem to be a little bit more transactional uh, this year and doesn't seem to be you know as as concerned with the existence of the big fella but anyway okay so we've we've gone that route so there's been a definite a definite change there but I think the the big change um has been what makes up the list. So in the past, uh, we would have things identified that, yeah, he might want a footballer, he might want X, Y, and Z. And, and where he had specific requirements, those were on things like, I want a football, but it's got to be the Premier League footballer, it's got to be the EFL footballer, it's got to be the whatever football. And, and so it, it was that kind of level of detail that we got about things like like football stuff and Xbox stuff and what have you. Complete change. This year, complete change. Now there's still a football on the list because we get through a ridiculous amount of footballs because they get burst and what have you, and they don't seem to last very long. But that that's not a major issue anymore. It Doesn't really matter if it's round and it and it kicks. That's fine. Um, but clothes, as uh, that, that's taken on a whole new a whole new lease. This is there is no there isn't this. It's become a minefield. There, there is so much to get wrong now. Um, because it's specifics that we are being asked for. And the thing I can't quite get my head around is that, you know, last year a T-shirt would have been fine, and any T-shirt that he would have been given, it would have been great, and as long as it was relatively, you know, relatively okay, it wouldn't have bothered him. So there was a, you know, you had a whole gamut of things you could you could explore. Yeah, we're now getting on to specifics. For the first time ever, we, the, the uh, we, uh, an Armani T-shirt has been requested. Um, and I clicked through on this link and found myself, I, I, you know, I, there was a, there was a slight blurt of expletive as I, as I scrolled down and realised how much this t-shirt for a 13 year old was going to cost. And that's where we are in the scheme of things. It's, it's, it's all started. This thing that I didn't know when it was going to kick off has kicked off and we are now in a totally, a totally different place, as far as Christmas lists are concerned. And actually, it's quite interesting. It's quite exciting, but it's 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 very much a clear instruction, and it certainly seems to be very transactional. Tuesday. If you have any experience of the Elf on the Shelf. Then you're gonna very much know what I'm gonna get into next. Um, three or four years ago, when the whole elf on the shelf thing kicked off, we we said, okay, fine, let's get involved. Let's do it. Let's do it. And it seems like a a, a a nice thing to do through Advent. Um, you know, great thing for the kids. Uh, let's get involved in the whole elf on the shelf thing. So we, you know, we procured an elf, and that very first year, the elf appeared. And and if you're not Familiar with the elf on the shelf thing, basically an elf appears on the you know on the first of December and hes st- and he stays in your house for um you know for the for the ed- advent period and he is a naughty elf, and so the elf will get involved in mischief and you're not allowed to touch the elf and the elf won't move through the day. You know, he's not, he's, he, it's one of those things where he is where he is, and if there's people around and looking, he will stay perfectly still. But as soon as the house is quiet and people have gone to sleep, then the elf will get up to, you know, nefarious acts. So we said we'd get involved in this, and we did, and that's all all fine. The problem is that we're now on year four, possibly even year five, and it's starting to really get hard work, because it's 24 different things you have to come up with for this elf to do. And obviously, you know, the attention span is such that these things need to be entertaining and they need to be creative and they need to be able to compete with everything that that the kids are used to. Now, I mean, I'm saying the kids. Clearly, it's the youngest, so it's the eight-year-old now who is who is you know fully in, in immersed in the in the world of the elf, and the elf obviously you know came into rode into town um, you know last last night. So as we turned into this morning, the elf the elf appeared. Apart from the fact that um, it was completely forgotten about, and although we talked about it. Um, before, um, you know, before um, sort of the point where the kids gone to bed. Um, for whatever reason, we both forgot. And I woke up um, thinking about the elf. Uh, and I woke up at one o'clock in the morning and thought to myself, and Got to do the elf. I mean, spotlight's on. Tomorrow is the big. It's the big reveal. It's the big day. Got to sort the elf out. And what what happens in our house is that um, the the um, the boys have had these Lego advent calendars over the course of the last uh, few years, and and uh, and it's still something that's going on with with the youngest. And um, so the one on the first day, the elf appears with this advent calendar. So, so the advent calendars are brought into the house including the chocolate ones by the elf so it's a big deal on that first morning because because the kids know that A, the elfs come in and they also know that the advent calendars are coming with the are coming with the elf so um i had to get up at one in the morning and because we normally leave a note on the first um the, you know on the on the first night with the elf i had to then work out to do a note but In the past, I've printed the note off because the the kids recognise my handwriting and they're they're way too sharp. And I couldn't start printing things off at one o'clock in the morning. So I spent nearly an hour cutting out uh, letters from the Sunday Times to spell out the words that I needed um, to leave a message from the elf. And... Didn't at any point expect that that's how I was going to spend the hours between, you know, just just before one and just up to two o'clock this morning. But that's that's what I found myself that's what I found myself doing. And the thing I will say to you is, um, both of my boys' names begin with Jay, and you wouldn't believe how few headlines in the Sunday Times over the past couple of weeks because I ended up going through about six or seven variants of the sunday paper actually had jays in them so it it became it became this epic task it was herculean in terms of getting this thing ready but we got there and he was there and it was all right and everything went to plan so now we've just got the downside of the fact that there's 23 more episodes of elf based merriment that we've got to come up with <laughs> Wednesday There's been a bit of a, uh, a kind of um, overview. Over, overview is probably the wrong word. There's been a bit of review of, of, of running progress through the year. And this tends to happen um, around the time I order... New running shoes. So I've had new running shoes um, this week, and I'm I'm into the vibe now where I seem to be getting through a pair of running shoes once about every four four months. Um, and what is what's good appears to be good. I don't quite know how this happened. It's a subconscious thing, but I appear to be getting more miles out of my trainers. And I've I've never really begrudged uh, spending money on um, on running shoes because it is the one thing that will help keep you injury free. And obviously, you know, so protecting. You know, in, ensuring that 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 piece of kit is is up to date is is worthwhile, um, and it certainly seems to be effective. Because a, apart from a few weeks in January, February, and I'm touching one as I say this, I've managed to run you know all the way through the year, which is which is which has been great, and I seem to be able to go be going for longer periods without picking up niggles and injuries, which is you know which is fantastic. Um, so I sorted some new running trainers, and 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 that was all great. And I, I love it when there's a swap over because those first couple of runs and your new runners are fantastic because it feels like you're you're running on air. Uh, you've compressed the, you know the 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 soles down and and the cushioning down on uh, on a pair that you've had for sort of four months to the extent that the new pair just feel like a you know a, it, it's a, a total joy for the first two or three days to you know to go out for a run in them, and. Uh, Uh, And at the same time, I started to think about the progress through the year. So my plan at the start of the year was to do nothing other than try and run every other day. Um, And... You know, the early part of the year that became difficult. I had a, a couple of little injuries. I I started, I stopped, I started a little bit too early, I stopped again, and then managed to get into a rhythm, which was great. But we've caught up. I've 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 run odd days in between. I've added days in. Uh, I've managed to you know squeeze in extra extra runs to the point where I'm on about 175 runs so far for the year. So I'm seven or eight runs off um, getting to that that magic that magic kind of 183 figure, which means okay, you've definitely done at least half a year. You know, you uh, at least every other day in the year, or, or half the days of the year, you have you have managed to you know pull the trainers on and go out for a go out for some kind of run. So that's looking like that's going to happen, which is which is fantastic. So, you know, what you and I, don't, I, mean, I guess it must be I don't know whether it's me or whether it's something that 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 w- that we all do. But I then glanced at the mileage. I then thought, well, okay, well, h- how far have I run? And at the start of the month, I'd run 761 miles so far this, this year. And of course, you then do the one thing um, that you're always going to do in that situation, which is what's the figure going to be on the 31st of December? What's that, what's that end of year run tally going to look like? And of course, at the last couple of months, I've been running around between 80 and 90 miles a month. So I'm up to about 150 kilometers um, you know, on any any given uh, any given month, um, and so I'm now starting to you know carry that forward and say, well, if if my progress at the moment continues, I'm definitely going to get through 800, uh, no doubt about that. I'm definitely going to do the 39 miles to get me to 800, but could I do the 89 miles to get me to 850? Because, and this maybe is me, but somehow when I thought about those. You know, it's a bit like the Peter Cage joke, where you talk about alarm setting, and if you set an alarm in the morning, you can't set it for a number other than zero and five. So if you wake up at six fifty nine and think, right, well I'll get up at seven, and then you miss it, and it's seven o one, then you have to wait and get up at seven o five, because we seem to round things. So in the same in the same breath, I thought, well, I you know eight twenty five, eight twenty five. Let's see if I can get to eight twenty five, and then I saw, I thought, well, that's not a that's not a proper round number for a year tally is it a much better number would be 850 is it possible to get to 850 which would be a target of of 89 miles in the you know in the month um so of course that's what i've done in my head now i've got i am now thinking right okay well let's try and get to let's try and get to 850 miles in the year i'll definitely i'm going to bust through the the number of runs you know uh, you know i've, I've already touched wood, subject to no injuries i'm going to get through the number of runs that's not a problem so let's see if we can get to if we can get to 8.50. Um, and it just it made me stop and think about the way my thought processes work and that part of my nature that seems to want to see that improvement and that progression because I'd had that. I mean, if you'd asked me at the start of the year if I'd run every other day, would I be over, happy with that? I would have been over the moon. And if, I'd, if you'd said to me, if you run 750 miles, we'd be happy with that, I would have been over the moon with that as well. But we're in a different place now so that's what we're looking at to end the year even though the weather could be terrible even though it's going to be freezing cold even though it's going to be harder to get up on those days far harder than it was to get up and get and go out in June or July 850 has now become the the number um, that i'm I'm just seeing if I can get to <laughs> I think it's incumbent on us at the moment to invest in the future, and that isn't going to be what you think it's going to be. Um, I was in uh, I was in Huddersfield today, and I walked past Cafe Nero. And I've got to know um, the staff in Caffeineera quite well over the years and it was somewhere that, you, you know, we, we've been going for a long time and it's my preferred, of the chains, it's my preferred coffee. So, um, you know, I'd rather have that over Starbucks or Costa, uh, given, the, given the choice. Um, and I know Caffeineera have, have been going through a tough time um, at the moment and it made me realise that even though I... I was in two minds as well. I wanted a coffee at the point when I walked past. That if I want these things to still be there in the future, then, then you have to make little investments now to ensure that they are there when you actually really want them. Because I can't imagine... A situation moving forward where that store wouldn't be there, and I've spent a lot of time there, particularly in the last year. I've 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 disappeared off to to work there, and you know, and it's always been somewhere that's 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 been a great bit of refuge. And if you do work at home, you know, a, a lot of the time on your own um then you do find yourself going out for a, for a an, an hour you know every every few days just to just to interact with people and i know that's not quite the same now as it used to be but it will be there again in the future so so you have to protect these things um to make sure that they are still around when you want them so i popped in and i ordered a i ordered a flat white and i bought a couple of mince pies I, I, and I, I i i bought those for for mrs s Um, and, um, you know, I, I can't stand min, but let's not even start the whole mince pie thing, but I can't stand mince pies, can't stand anything like that. But anyway, um, so, um, you know, just because it seemed the right thing to do to, to, to ensure that we've, when we come out of this, because that's a, perfectly viable business that actually the you know what has been 2020 doesn't do for something that has a place moving moving forward and I think it's something we just not start to need to think about and it's the second time I've done it this week because I did it with my trainers with my running trainers in terms of the fact that I could have bought from two or three locations and I've bought from sports shoes.com in the past and they're absolutely great and it's a firm in Yorkshire and I've got no problem they're very good at what they do but they've they will have been having a relatively good time, I would have thought, through through lockdown because they were very able to continue their business and what have you. Um, and we had a store in Huddersfield called Up and Running, and I've I've spent a lot of time in there. The guys have been great; they've helped me, you know, uh, understand the right shoes, the measure my running gait, all, all that kind of thing. They helped me understand what I needed, and gave me some knowledge about about running shoes which is important if you're going to run particularly you know for somebody of my age who, who stands more chance of getting injured so and that store unfortunately closed and it closed very early on uh, in in the first in the first wave of lockdown and i made the point of buying something from up and running which is still a, a a going concern and they still have stores on the hope that a not only will it help them but also they might start to look analyze the data Further down the line of of where people are buying, realise that people are buying from around this area, and maybe there's an opportunity that that store, you know, might be able to reopen. Maybe after a you know, maybe after a reset and a possibility, you know, I imagine there will be more property coming coming available. They might be able to find some way of re-engaging with the community around here, or whether they maybe look and say, well, okay. Home Firth's not sorry. Huddersfield's not up for us, but maybe we could. There's there's Home Firth because there's the Home Firth Harriers there, and maybe actually a, a story in Home Firth might work. I don't know, but I think I think if you think about where you invest the spending you are making at the moment and try and make it a little bit strategic, even if it means that you're not necessarily chasing, chasing down absolutely the cheapest price and everything, you might be able to ensure that the services and the people that you want around you moving forward are there when we actually get to the other side of, of where we are. Friday. OK, so I'm going to have another crack at five for Friday, which is what I I, I started last week. Uh, and this is just uh, uh, the idea of a quick fire round to to, to to throw out five things on a Friday rather than concentrating on just one thing. And this is interesting for me because often things float through my head that are very, very short kind of ideas. But actually, I want to mention, but in reality, wouldn't wouldn't make up a two, three, four minute segment. They're just, they're, they're fleeting things. So it's almost a, uh, you know, fleeting five for Friday. Um So we, we'll go straight in. The first thing was Germany calling. I, I got a message from uh, a colleague in Germany from Mark uh, Nesselhaus, uh, if he's listening. Hi, Mark. Uh, which I wish I have not responded. I need to respond to him. He sent me a, a lovely message, just checking in to see if you see if everything was okay. Uh, reminded me of the fact that it's over a year since I finished working uh, for sure, and you know, and made me realize how many of those people I do miss interacting with on a daily basis. And he listened to a couple of the podcasts and was just, re- you know, reflecting on the fact that it's those conversations that 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 you know we're missing. It's just those 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 bits, th- those intricacies of that particular relationship, which are unique that. That that you know that you lose when you when you move on from a a workplace because you don't have those moments of interaction you know you have to go out of your way for them as opposed to them just being part of your your everyday. So uh, hi to Mark and uh, and and I will drop you a response I promise. But lovely lovely to hear from you. So uh, that that was a nice little thing. Uh, I woke up on Monday and uh, saw something on Twitter which was. Um, it was cathedral organs. It was it was Bach's to, to and fugue uh, in D minor, which is the famous one. It's the one you think of with Dracula or what have you at the at the uh, the, the, the you know the dun It was that one, and it had been um, they they'd taken a, a number of organs from a number of different cathedrals, and everybody had recorded themselves playing this piece, and then they'd spliced together all the different sections to make a complete. Piece, but you got to really hear the difference between all these organs in all these locations, and I thought it was absolutely magnificent. So I'll, I'll, I'll put the link on. I'll try and find the link and pop the link on the uh, on the show notes. But that was that that made me smile. Um, I've got a new microphone. I've got a. I've taken. I've taken ownership of a, a of a microphone called an SM7B, which I've fancied one of these for ages. You, you may or may not be able to hear the difference. And I'm struggling. Apologies this week if everything's a bit up and down because I'm struggling to uh, learn how to use it. In that res- respect, that sounds like daft, but. It responds differently to the mic I had before, so it's affecting how I'm speaking into it. So I'm not really 100 percent comfortable with it yet. So, but 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 it's it's beautiful and it's lovely and it sounds great, and I'm really really pleased with it. So so that was it. That was a that was a great thing for this week. Um, and the uh, the two other really really little things. One, I have a specific Yankee candle that I burn in my office. And it's one that we bought for the first time, I think, three years ago, and it was a Christmas one. It's called Candy Cane Collection, and it's got a peppermint smell to it, and it's absolutely fantastic. And it disappeared, but it's come back. So last year, I, I found somewhere that had got stock and bought up three of these things, and I've still got, you know, I've still I've managed that they've kept me going through the years. I bought the really big ones, um, but it turns out that no fear, because it's actually become a staple part of the line. So it was great. Absolutely great to get to get to find out that was ongoing thing because that's I just really like it so that's that's great and it does it smells like Christmas which is which is the idea of something just smelling like Christmas all year round is fantastic and then finally on on a on a on a festive theme the festive bake that I didn't get that I spoke about last week I had today and they are a magnificent taste sensation. This this stuffing turkey cranberry this whole idea of biting into you know a a a, a bake and having your Christmas lunch explode in your mouth it was great uh, it's not for all year round clearly it's not for every day but as, a, but as a but as a treat it was amazing I thoroughly enjoyed it I hope you're all well uh, I hope you're keeping safe. Uh, if you've got nice snow because there's snow floating around I hope it's I hope it's put you in that festive mood and uh, and I will talk to you all next week If you've enjoyed therapy for me then please subscribe and share as you see fit. This has been an A short stories production.